The world is a big and magical place, and Jason and Colin are your guides. So grab a bucket of pixie dust, because this is Disney World with sass and no strollers. And here are your two fairy godfathers. Hey everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Two Fairy Godfathers. I'm Jason Matheson. I'm Colin Matheson. If we sound a little bit different uh, today, it is because, this is fun to say, we are on location. We are actually in Los Angeles. We just got back, oh, I don't know... An hour ago? An hour ago from Disneyland. That's right, Disneyland. Now, y'all know, fairy friends... This podcast, Two Fairy Godfathers, is all exclusively about Walt Disney World. But we're diverting just a little bit today uh, out, out of format because we had to go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And uh, the next two episodes, this one and the next one, will be about Disneyland. This one specifically will be about our first observations about Galaxy's Edge. This will be a little bit shorter than normal because, girl, we're on vacation. We don't want to work that hard. No, and we have vodka to drink. So let's get right into it. Kyle, I'll turn it over to you first. Let's just do a general, like the like if someone was to come up to you in a bar and would say, hey, how was Galaxy's Edge? What would you say? I'm dead. <laughs> I'm, I was shaking walking in. It was so stunning, so cool, so immersive in every aspect. Yeah, I, I, I think... I, I, we're used to Harry Potter. We're used to the Wizarding World, how good Universal did it. Um, I think Disney uh, learned, went to Universal, learned all the great stuff about what Universal did with Harry Potter, and expanded it and grew it by half. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing when I was there. I felt like it was the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, but it was bigger and grander to me. Yeah, what was... Okay, so uh, we obviously... We'll talk strategy a little bit. We'll get really into detail in future episodes. This is just first observations. I will tell you the thing that shocked us the most. Here's the headline. If you're listening to this within the next few weeks or so, here's the headline. It wasn't that busy. Yeah, I was just going to say, I wonder if you're going to say what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's the headline. I mean, um, Yeah, at the middle of the day, we looked on a holiday week. I mean, we're here over the 4th of July, and we checked... You know, two days before the 4th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And it was only a 45-minute wait for Smuggler's Run. Did you hear that? The Millennium Falcon ride, which is called Smuggler's Run, in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, arguably the busiest time for any Disney park. 45 minutes. Like you said, that is a short wait on a busy ride at any time of the year. No, that's a short wait on oh, yeah. any ride. At yeah. Any park, any time of year. I mean... If you want to go on, I don't know, Dumbo or Jungle Cruise or Pirates of the Caribbean, something that's been there forever that's like, meh, whatever, I always see 40, 45-minute waits, and it's not out of the ordinary at all. So seeing that on a brand new ride, I really think people are afraid to go because they think it's going to be so busy, and I don't think they realize, A, it's not as busy as they thought, and B... You don't need all of those reservations and advanced planning that people maybe thought. You can just walk in on a slow day. You just check the app. So, Yeah, so you're able – you can't uh, – now, this was just – this is our experience. We woke up. We stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. We'll, we'll tell you how we did this. We stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, so we stayed on property. We woke up at about 6. There was an extra magic hour that morning at Disneyland, so we did have an advantage. We got into Disneyland uh, at 7.00. 
and the uh, Galaxy's Edge opens at eight. So we were already in place. We had a we had a good place in line. Yeah, and they let the extra magic hour folks in a separate area so that you're the first ones into Galaxy's Edge when they open it. And then when the general public comes in at eight, they get corralled into a separate area so they don't get the same. It's not like you wasted that hour waiting in line. So we will tell you, if you can stay on property, here's what we did, and it worked beautifully. You use that extra magic hour, not necessarily to ride a ride. You use it to strategically be in place because I will tell you, when that gate opened at 8 a.m., we went right, here's the other part uh, part to the strategy, go right to Smuggler's Run. Don't do anything else. Get in line for Smuggler's Run because we only waited what, Kyle? Uh, there wasn't a wait. No, but I mean the whole, I mean to go, go through the queue. Eight minutes? Yeah. Did you hear eight minutes? And it's not, it's going to be really obvious because everyone is doing that and they have a cast member leading the way. They keep you from running. They are very clear about stay off to the right, stand two by two, then stand single file. So it's not like, I don't know where I'm going. Just follow the crowd. They're all going to Smuggler's Run. Now, so let's talk about Smuggler's Run. Um, the queue, I'll, I'll start off. The queue is amazing. When you come around the corner and you see the life-size Millennium Falcon, the seven-year-old in me wanted to die. I've been saying I wanted to squat and pee like a, like just a kid, and I almost did. It is overwhelming. It takes your breath away. It feels so real. Yeah. And then the animatronic inside. Um, what's his name? I can't think of. Haldo. Uh, uh, Haldo. Um, he's in charge of the story. It's his. We're in his place. Chewie's lending him the Millennium Falcon. He, that animatronic in the queue is one of the most advanced animatronics Disney's ever done in its shows. I did a double take because I thought, I don't know if that's an actor up there or if it's an animatronic. It's that good. It's really smooth and fluid and it's impressive. And part of the queue is actually, to me, part of the fun. And take it all in, which is hard to do, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, you get to sit at the famous uh, chess table, the little booth I call it in the Falcon. Take it all in. It does go fast. They do push you through, which is actually one of my problems. But take it all in as much as you can. And as you've heard, once you're in the cockpit of the Falcon, you're in a team of six. And each of you has a different position in the ride. There are two front pilots. There are two gunners and two engineers. Colin and I were unfortunately the pilots. (laughs) Unfortunate for everybody. Yeah. Because it was our first time and we didn't know what we were getting into. But it was fun we'll get into that but like jason said um you do have to go rather quickly through the queue so when we wanted to take our picture at the chess table we had to go really fast because they call you and you have to go yeah they're not messing around they know they have thousands of guests to push through there there's nothing quite like the magic at walt disney world resort it's the place where dreams come true moments last a lifetime and enchantment is around every corner the world tells you to grow up here You never have to. Walt Disney World Resort. That's the power of magic. To start planning a magical Disney vacation with a travel leaders advisor, visit tvlleaders.com slash tfg. That's tvlleaders.com slash tfg. Okay, the ride itself, I would describe it as, you know, it's a simulator, very similar to Star Tours, but more advanced. You are in the cockpit of the Falcon. 
And here's the fun of it. Oh, if you hear someone coming in, that's fairy friend Haley Hurst, who we're staying with. We've referenced her all the time. And if you follow our Instagram right now, Two Fairy Godfathers, you will see Haley all over the place. Um, Haley Hurst is the executive producer of Good Day LA out here. So you'll, you'll hear her and her dog, Meshuggah, in the background. But anyway, back to Smuggler's Run. It is, uh, what do you, I mean, it is like, it is like uh, um, Star Tours. But more personal, I would say. Yeah, you actually have control over what you're doing. And you're hitting switches and you're pulling levers and you're driving. Um, it's not just a screen and a ride happening in front of you. No. So that's the plus and minus of this. Here's the plus. It is amazing. I mean, you. it is a rush for any Star Wars fan. You're sitting there. You're like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm flying the Falcon. But to me, that's also the minus which I think this is a ride that requires repeat viewing to actually love it because it happens so fast and you're so nervous because you're so worried about working. Do you know what I mean? You're not just, this isn't a passive experience. This isn't a passive ride like a roller coaster where it washes over you. You have to work. And that was a plus and a minus for me. I felt like I need to do it like three times. Yeah, we got done and people were asking like, how many coaxiums did you guys collect? And I said, I have no idea because I was not paying any attention to everything happening. I was focused on driving because I was, uh, Jason controlled our left and right steering and I controlled our up and down. And like I said, you're actually doing it. So as you're chasing this train, trying to steal stuff from them, you have to really pay attention so you don't hit any landmarks and crash. You don't, you know, you have to stay close to them. So you're really focused on that and not everything that's happening around you. Yeah, again, a plus and minus. It is an incredible ride. You have to do it. There's another ride opening uh, called, called Rise of the Resistance. It's going to open in phase two probably later this year. Um, Haley, who, you know, has all the dish here in L.A., um, confirmed kind of what we've been hearing, which is going to be it is a ride unlike any other. We'll get into that a little bit later. Other observations about Galaxy's Edge. Another highlight was the droid factory. All three of us went in. Haley and I made the droids. Again, you can see that. Uh, the story may not be active still, but we, we, we did a story. This, the interactivity of the droid factory was a highlight for me. I mean, you didn't do a call, but you watched. Yeah, you get to pick out every single piece of the droid. You get to choose if you want an R2 or a BB-8 style. And you can pick every color, every shape, every everything that you want. Then you go over and they have a technician help you, show you how to build it. And then they activate it right before your eyes. And it turns on and it drives around. It's super cool. Yeah, it's like if you were making your own Cabbage Patch Kid, it's an 80s kid reference. That's how magical it is. It's $100, so be aware of that. Now, let's move over to making the lightsaber. That, I know, Haley just took a deep breath. I I have a tendency just to entertain, to exaggerate, just to try to be funny or whatever. I am not exaggerating when I say, and I posted this on Instagram, it was the single coolest thing I've ever done at a theme park ever. I don't want to give, you know what, and I, I was thinking about this on our car ride home. I don't want to give away everything. I, I, I want you to experience it and be amazed like we are. Right, Kyle? Don't you think? I was going to describe everything, but I changed my mind. I don't want to. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't want to spoil no. anything either. Um, I would say. What you did know, you think, though? Watching sim- it. Similarly to Ollivanders at um, Harry Potter, kind of the same vibe where you're building your own custom lightsaber and there's, you know, stories and meanings behind things and that kind of stuff. It is, again, totally immersive. The, char- the cast members are characters and they're really entwined in the story that they're telling you. It's so cool. 
Um, overall, the experience, I would say from the time you check in to the time you're done, 45 minutes, only 15 minutes of that is actually in their building. Um, the rest of it is like waiting and going through queues and that kind of stuff. But it was, just as a viewer, super cool. Yeah. Again, do not miss it. Price point, though, friends, $200. Just be aware of that. And one other thing to note is this is one that you do need to make an advanced reservation for. And they're only available day of on the app. Or you can go there in person, I think, and check it. And no, they make you get on the app. I lied. So day of on the app, you have to make an advanced reservation to hold your spot. They go quickly. Very quickly. Another thing that needs reservation and our last observation. And again, in a future episode when we're not drinking vodka and we're not at Haley Hearst's house and we're not getting ready to eat lunch, we will go in way more in depth on this. But one more thing, the cantina. Everybody wants to know about Olga's cantina. Kyle, I'll start with you. Your overall observations. Um, again, much like the lightsaber place, very cool. Super immersive. You feel like you're actually on like Tatooine in the cantina that you've seen in the movies. Um, obviously, this is a different one, but the drinks are, I think there was, what, eight alcoholic drinks, um, maybe four or five non-alcoholic drinks. They're so cool. Um, you know, themed after different characters, planets, cities, that kind of thing. So over the top, they look like they're from outer space. My only, Colin covered all the positives, um, the theming. The only thing that uh, we all three kind of felt, uh, fairy friend Haley Hurst, Colin, and myself, is the fact that they're so busy and they need to push so many people through that you do kind of a little bit feel rushed. Now, we had a good server who lessened that for us eventually and made us feel welcome, but wow, you have 45 minutes and you can tell. Um, and that takes away the, ex of the, that takes a little bit of away from the experience. You mentioned that call. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily feel like you're a guest at a bar. It feel this is another one you make an advanced reservation for you get in and they tell you like, you have a two drink maximum 45 minutes. We'll kick you out. Hurry up kind of thing. So that does take away, I think from some of the magic, but it's still cool. And if you can only have two drinks, 45 minutes is plenty of time. Yeah, and they're expensive, so you're not going to want more than two, or you're going to have to take out another second mortgage or something, just FYI. Thanks, Haley. Haley laughed at that one. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a little pricey. So, But hats off to the cast and the crew. So there you have it. There's our, uh, there are our observations, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll do more in a future. We'll do more in a future episode. And when we do... Uh, we'll go way more in depth, more detail, more, again, we're on vacation girl. So thanks for being with us. Make sure you follow us on what, did you forget something? Say it. No, no, I'm good. Oh, you did forget something. Go ahead. Say it. No. Okay. Well, we'll do it in a future episode. Go ahead and follow us on social media, two fairy godfathers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and, uh, go have a magical week. Bye fairy friends. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. 
Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.